Welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Female Empowered. I'm your host, Krista Gurka, and we're doing a multiple shoot again today. I am recording this podcast. I'm also streaming live to my Facebook page and to all of you over on Instagram. I'm going live on Instagram. So depending on where you're watching this, you're either watching it live or you can catch it on the podcast, which will air, I believe, in two weeks. So what I'm going to talk about today, if you follow me on pot on um, social, you will see that I um, went to the summit by Boutique Fitness Solutions, which was a boutique fitness summit that they hold in, it was in New York this year. They've been on hold for the last couple of years because of COVID, but I went there, so to to Manhattan, end of April. It is currently May right now. And I've been a part of one of their elite level masterminds for about two years. And what was amazing was that I got to meet most of my mastermind group in person, IRL, as they say, for the first time in two and a half years. And we have been together and we have been through a lot of ups and downs as business owners. Um, It's really been an incredible part of my journey over the last two years, owning a business and going through this and talking through challenges and everything with a variety of people that are going through the exact same thing as all of us. So what I wanted to share with you today, it was an amazing summit. So that's not what I wanted to share with you. But what I wanted to share is some of the things that I took away from that summit, some of the Um, things they shared with us. I thought it was great. So shout out to all the people over at Boutique Fitness, Julian, NT, Jessica, you guys really did an amazing job. It was fabulous. Um, So the first thing I'm going to share with you is they did a state of the industry where they pulled a bunch of people, a lot of people that attended and also a variety of other boutique fitness owners. um, And they gave us a report of some of their findings. So here is some of what they shared with us. So 56% of people that responded to this poll that are in boutique fitness are doing less than 75% of their 2019 revenue. So 56% of businesses still have not made it back to what their 2019 revenues were. Um, You know, it's a pretty large number. And I would say A lot of that could possibly be from people and businesses that are in Manhattan, California, places that were on lockdown for an extended period of time. And still some people, I would definitely say maybe have sticker shock or are still a little fearful of going back into big 
um, large group. So even when I was in Manhattan, um, it's definitely different over there than it is here in South Florida. Um, I think people are still, you know, they had a really tough go at it, especially at the beginning. And I think it's, we become to become, get accustomed to what our environment is. So if you were in an environment that was very shut down, you know, even coming out of it is, is different for everyone. So that is one of the things they shared with us. Another thing that they shared was the number one problem people, business owners reported was finding and retaining staff. And this was staff across the board, instructors, um, managers, a lot of people kind of whittled down their executive teams and leadership teams during the pandemic because there was not a lot going on. So instructors front desk is a huge thing, marketing, even high level executives. It's been the number one problem people reported. Um, they had an entire panel on it. That's how prevalent it is. And I am actually going to be doing a masterclass, a round table panel with some really amazing business owners talking about finding, hiring, retaining, and really discussing pay rates um, in our industry. And what we're just, I'm just going to put together a panel to have an open, honest discussion between employees and owners about where, how we decide what to pay people and what some of the employees think um, is a rightful or a reasonable wage. So that is going to be June 15th, 2022, depending on what, when you're listening to this. Um, and I invite you follow me on Instagram or get on my email list. Um, go visit my website to do that. So you can stay abreast. That's going to be a round table panel discussion. That's going to talk about hiring, retaining client and pay rates. And it's going to have, owners, physical therapists, boutique fitness owners, and employees on the panel. So I think it's going to be pretty good. The other business challenge that they reported based on this um, survey was client acquisition and win back strategies. So getting new customers in the door, and then also bringing customers that maybe fell off over the last few years, winning them back. We call that a win back strategy. And last week's episode was how to design and implement a successful win back strategy. So if you'd like to learn more about that, and I share my swipe file, my email copy on how we do that at Pilates in the Grove. So if you're interested in grabbing that, be sure to go listen to the last episode here on Female Empowered. Um, the other thing they talked about was the fear that interest rates are going to start going up. Um, supply chain uh, deficits where basically, you know, there's if you're in the Pilates industry right now, getting equipment is a six, eight, 10, 12, 18 month back order. It's just, that's, it's, it's a struggle right now to get um, equipment in and supplies in, and the cost of everything is going up, which will eventually trickle down to having to raise your prices or having to figure out how you can cut expenses. So those are two things that are were high on the priority list when we spoke at the summit. And it was interesting to hear what different business owners were doing to kind of, what am I trying to think about? Like how they were trying to get around all of these things, prices going up, pay rates going up, salaries going up. And so how they can still be able to 
you know, turn a profit and keep their businesses open. So some of the suggestions they were really getting going with are really getting back to basics. All right. Getting back to basics with how you interact with your customers, how you interact with your staff, go back to the basics of what you were doing when you were first starting omni-channel revenue stream. So multi-channel having additional revenue streams, not relying just on one revenue stream was really important and different ways that we can um, instructor sourcing. So basically being being creative where, where you can go find instructors. We're going to talk a lot about this on the panel that we're having a roundtable panel on June 15th. So if you're interested in that, best ways to get on my email list, but also you can follow me here on social or on the podcast and we'll be announcing that a lot. So those were kind of the stats that they gave in the um, state of the industry. I don't think it's super surprising. There was nothing really super, super surprising about that. Then there are some other things we learned. We had a great couple great panels that talked about the franchise model and the licensing model. And I'm going to go over this just briefly because a lot of people ask me about this, but I am bringing bringing on um, a business broker, Mitch McGinley to the podcast in a couple weeks. And he's going to be talking about selling your business, financing your business. And we're going to be going over a little bit about that. So I'm just going to kind of brief over franchising and licensing right now and just kind of give some brief overview, which I actually didn't really know. So I learned some of these um, insights. So licensing, okay, which licensing is basically like you license somebody to use your name, your image, your your um, likeness. Okay. So CrossFit is an example of like a licensing model. Um, licensing is a better model if you have, if you do not have a lot of capital. All right. They were saying that in order to have a successful franchise model, you need to have a minimum, minimum of one to $2 million in capital to get this started. Okay. They talked also about, someone spoke about how Subway, they didn't turn a profit. They weren't profitable until they, they got to their like ninth or 10th store. And that's when they became profitable. So if you're thinking of, I really want to go in a franchise, think you need to get to eight, nine, 10 locations being open before that becomes a profitable franchise model for you. And you need to have a significant amount of corporate stores. And that's what we're talking about. So corporate owned. So when you're in a franchise, you can franchise out the model, but you can also have corporate owned stores, which are, they basically mean that those are the stores that are opened, but that are owned by the franchisor. All right. So like, for example, shred 415. Okay. That's a franchise model, but there are corporate owned stores. So shred 415, the franchisor also owns a handful of stores. I don't know how many it is at this point, but they own a handful of stores and then they have franchisees. All right. So that's really all I'm going to say about franchising and licensing, because it's a really in-depth conversation. Um, but if you're thinking of franchising or if that's part of your exit strategy, just know you really need to have about $2 million in capital to get it started. Or at least that's what they were saying. They had some very successful franchisors out there on the panel, um, as well as people that were franchisees also. Okay. So when you talk about marketing, they had a great panel on marketing. And so 
one of the things, and I tell this to people all the time, especially new business owners that want to market, um, which I think is important. I think it's really important to be marketing your business, but marketing can come in all different forms. There's a variety of forms of marketing. Okay. So no amount of ad spend though. Okay. No amount of ad spend will help or will save you from a disconnected strategy. I'm going to say that again. No amount of ads, no amount of ad spend will save you from a disconnected strategy. So if you are literally just putting Facebook ads up and you're not tracking them or you're sending them to a random landing page, you could put $10,000 on that ad. It is not going to save you because this ad strategy is not connected. What's more important than ad spend is that you have to have a structured, streamlined strategy that you can track to see if it's working. So let me give you an example. Let's say your strategy is lead generation. So what you're trying to do is get more people on your email list or more people in the door or more people to call your location. There should be a very specific pipeline for how that happens, okay? That is gonna be a different strategy than if you wanna have people physically buy your product, okay? Lead generation strategy is different than a purchase strategy. Now you can have, it's, it's different in the outcome is different, but every piece should lead to the next piece. And when you do that, you can easily see where the problem is, okay? So let me give you an example. Let's talk about Facebook ads, all right? So if you have a Facebook ad running where you want people to sign up for a introductory offer. Hey there, have you checked out my learning library at kristagurka.com? If you haven't, it's a great place to get started to learn more about how to run an effective, efficient, sustainable, and profitable business. I have a variety of masterclasses up on there. Some are free and some cost not too much, less than $20. Go ahead and check it out by visiting www.kristagurka.com store. Okay. You put an ad out there. If you get a lot of people that are clicking on your ad, okay. And they're, you're going to a landing page there. You're sending them to a landing page. That means that something in your ad is working. All right. That means that the message is working. That means that the videos, the pictures, something like that is working. Okay. So that's good. Kudos. Now, if people are going to your ad, to your landing page, and then not doing whatever the action is on their landing page, there's something wrong with your landing page. Okay. Maybe it's that it's confusing. Maybe you have too much stuff on there. A landing page should have one call to action. So if it's schedule your intro, that's the only call to action there should be. Okay. So if you don't have, you have a lot of clicks on the ad, but not a lot of conversions on your landing page, there's something wrong with your landing page. If you don't have a lot of clicks on your ad, there's something wrong with your ad. Either your messaging is off or the people that you're targeting with your ad are not the right people that are resonating with your message. Okay. So now we are going to go into, let's see, 
they did talk about this was actually a really, really interesting panel. Um, they talked about consumer trends. And I love this woman that spoke. Um, she was hilarious, first of all. Um, but she really gave a different generational consumer trends. Okay, this was really interesting. So um, I'm Generation X, Generation X, 1965 to 1979. I am literally like right smack in the middle of that generation. I am purebred Generation X. I believe we are the best generation out there, but everyone thinks their generations are great. They didn't talk too much about the boomers, even though boomers are really high in my demographic. Um, because a lot of boutique fitness is, tends to be generation X and lower, but that doesn't mean that the boomers are, should not be considered. But generation X, you know, we were a very interesting generation. We were the first generation that usually had dual income households, which means both of our parents were out of the house. Um, we are seeking balance. We're savvy, but skeptical. I believe that I'm super skeptical of everything. Um, we're nostalgic, but we want to know, like, we want to know what we're getting. We want open, honest communication. We don't like the gimmicks and all of that stuff. So if you have generation X people in your business, they want to know very specifically what they need to do and what they're getting. Okay. We don't trust anyone, which is why we want to know. <laughs> we don't trust anyone. Okay. So, and we're very family focused right? We are the generation that are helicopter parents, bulldozer parents. Um, we're very family focused right now. Now you have generation Y, which are typically the millennials, which are 1980 to 1995. Okay. These are oftentimes the people that are, that are, you know, the biggest consumers in boutique fitness, but they're also the people that you're hiring. Okay. So some of their consumer friends is consumer trends is they, are highly protected, right? So they were very highly protected growing up. And again, these are all generalizations, okay? They're very strong socially networked. So they love like the gamification of things in your studios and businesses. Um, they are very optimistic and positive. They wanna have an impact. So if you have, if your business is aligned with some sort of outreach or thrill, philanthropic, um, initiative. They love that. Um, they're always working on plan B, which means like, oh, if this doesn't work, no problem. I'll try plan B, which is why they usually bounce around from gym to gym, to gym, to gym, to gym. Okay. They are group power. So they love being in a group and they crave filtration. Like they just like to whittle things down and really get to the crux of the situation. Okay. So they are looking, people now are looking for wholeness versus wellness. So things that have, can I get everything that I want at your facility? So they're looking mind, body, spiritual, all of wellness, fitness, nutrition, all of that kind of stuff. So there, a lot of people are also seeking open communication there. I have not had so many people come up to me and say, the way that you communicated with us as clients through the entire 2020 and 2021 was the reason I kept coming back. We sent frequent emails. We sent texts. We called people to communicate with them and talk to them and check in with them. So we were always keeping them abreast of what we were doing. It, sometimes they didn't like the decisions we made, but at least we were keeping them informed. 
All right. So clients want to know that they can rely on you. They want to know that you're telling the truth and they want to know that you are communicating with them and you have their best interest at heart. Okay. So now client acquisition. Okay. When we talk about client acquisition, getting new clients in the door is you want to really frame your niche, what you're selling as an experience. What kind of experience are you providing to these prospective clients? What kind of experience are you providing? You know, be authentic. Now that word gets like, that word gets thrown around a lot. Authenticity, be genuine, be authentic, but like call a spade a spade, tell people who you are not for. All right. I have a ton of acquaintances, business colleagues that I love, people that I'm in a mastermind with, um, Amanda Freeman from SLT, Lisa um, Hirsch Solomon from Studio MDR in California that all have like um, Legree mega former type studios. I love them. I love their business. I would refer people there. But those kind of clients are not what I am looking for at Pilates in the Grove. And I call it out. I if you are looking for an, a Legree type method, a mega former type studio, a workout, you will not get that at Pilates in the Grove. So that I'm going to be authentic with you and say, you shouldn't come to Pilates in the Grove. If you want, if you want very specific targeted movement that is more classical Pilates, that's what you will get at Pilates in the Grove. Okay. I'm not saying that ours is better. It's just different. All right. So be authentic. Let people know who you are, who you serve and what it is that you do very specifically. Okay. And that's how you can really become uniquely excellent. What are you uniquely excellent at? How can you as a business, as a service stand out from the crowd? How can you set yourself apart from the competition, embrace your difference, embrace it, lean into it and create a value that will become a no brainer for people. All right. So basically those are some of the things that we learned at the summit. Um, I thought the franchising and licensing panel was really great. I thought the, how to finance your growth panel was really great and the buying of the panel. So, um, of, of how to set your, set up your exit strategy and prepare your studio for sale. I, again, I'm not going over that in this podcast because I am bringing Mitch McGinley on in a couple of weeks and he's going to really dive into, and I'm going to ask him a lot of questions. So stay tuned for that episode. Cause it'll really be great on how you can strategically start to grow your business and set it up if your exit game and strategy is to sell it, okay? I learned a lot that I didn't know during his talk. And it's one of the reasons I reached out to him and said, please come on my podcast and share your genius with my people, all right? Now, the number one thing I learned at the summit, the number one thing I learned was that nothing beats community, all right? the women and men that are in my mastermind group and some of them that are in some of the other mastermind groups, you are all, you know who you are. Um, you are amazing people. Like I said, Julian, NT, Jessica, who are the powerhouses behind boutique fitness solutions, being together in a room full of people that are doing amazing things inspires me, motivates me, to keep going. It's proof of what's possible. 
right? So I encourage you, if you do get down in the dumps, seek a community. You know, the community in our FitBiz Foundations group, the women that are in our FitBiz Foundations program are amazing. They're helping each other. We had two women say in the last week that they have become 100% cash based physical therapy. They've completely done away with their, with their, um, insurance or their, um, other job, their, um, per diem jobs to go all in. And I really believe that so much of that is when you decide to join a community and be in a room with people that will motivate you, the universe starts to conspire in your favor. All right. We have women in our inner circle group, our inner circle mentorship that are growing and scaling their companies that are knocking it out of the park with their metrics and their goals, right? And it's just an amazing thing. My once a month Friday calls with my mastermind group is amazing. I love it. I love it. We, I feel like we're fast friends. I can't wait to go visit them again in person. Um, I reach out to them. Some of them will be on the roundtable panel discussion that we're having in a couple of weeks. And so I encourage you to seek out a group. If um, I have nothing but great things to say about my experience with boutique fitness and the women that I've met. And I also have nothing but great things to say about the groups that I moderate. So if you're a female business owner, if you're an emerging business owner, that's looking to scale to your first six figures, um, then I invite you to maybe look at FitBiz foundations. All right. You can check it out on my website, kristagurka.com slash foundations, or you can just go to the work with me page. If you're a business that's looking to scale beyond $250,000 in revenue by growing a team and offloading client facing work, then maybe you're ready for the inner circle. All right. There are, there are amazing groups and it just helps. I will tell you, it helps to have a community of other like-minded people that, you know, grow your business with you and are there to cheer you on and are there to help you navigate things when things get tough. So that's all I have for you today. Um, thanks so much for sticking around to the end. If you are so inclined to leave a review, um, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. Scroll down and just leave a review for me if you enjoyed it. Um, DM me over on Instagram. And until next time, my friends, bye for now, everyone. Thanks so much for sticking around to the end of the episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you're interested in working with me, I wanted to let you know that I offer free discovery calls and you can schedule one at kristagurka.com discovery. And I also do private one-on-one coaching and consulting service as well. So if you're interested in working with me in any capacity, I invite you to visit my website, kristagurka.com. You can check out the work with me page. And before you even jump in, let's schedule a free discovery call. Let's chat and make sure I'm the right person to help support you and your business.